Welcome to This AmeriCorps Life, the official Arizona Serve podcast by AmeriCorps members for AmeriCorps members, past, present, and future. Here's your host, Sarah Haber. All right, and welcome back to another episode of This AmeriCorps Life. I am your host, Sarah Haber, and today I'm with two guests from GEM Environmental, Eric Welsh and Giovanni Hernandez. Hello. Hi, Sarah. How are you doing today? And thank you for having us. I'm doing well. Thank you guys for being here. This is really fun. This is the first time that I've ever had two guests at the same time for an episode, so this is quite an honor. Oh, yes. Uh, it's awesome to be here. We really appreciate your invitation. So can you guys talk to me a little bit about GEM Environmental? What exactly do you guys do? GEM Environmental is a scientific charity headquartered in Prescott, Arizona. Uh, we work with government agencies, you know, to conserve public lands. Yeah, so what, what we do here with GEM is uh, it's quite a different and unique experience uh, that we at least we'd like to say is different and unique anyways. Uh, we're... We're working to build new and exciting programs for students interested in STEM, uh, programs that we don't normally see out there with other institutions uh, as represented through internships and growth opportunities so the students can gain experience for working through school. So by the time they graduate, they can actually have uh, verifi verifiable work experience and a, and, a, and a unique resume so that they're ahead of the competition. And what exactly is that work experience? So Jim... Um, aside of being a scientific charity, is also a we're, we operate as a business. So we run contracts with the federal government and some state and local governments to provide scientific services, scientific research services. We do inventory work for mostly what we're doing currently is uh, inventory work for the abandoned mine land programs for the Department of Energy, Department of the Interior, and uh, hopefully soon with the USDA. Uh, that being entailed, we are going out into the field with scientific equipment and doing mine surveys. Uh, and since I myself as a, as a geologist, my experience mostly relates to the geological aspects of scientific work. So um, I'm working as a cartographer to, to map and place these mines for the different government um, agencies. And then so we're building, we're building up a, a GIS inventory so that we can supply the government with a number of different um, areas of concern. Um, we're hoping to get into some of the biological aspects as well, doing bio biological surveys for endangered species and that sort. So as a, as a business, we provide these surveys to the government. That's basically how we make our money to run GEM. Um, and then a lot of our aspects on the charity side of things uh, come from a portion of the revenue that we create through the contract work. Mm. And what is a cartologist? Is that what you said? <clears throat> Sorry, that was a cartographer. Cartographer. So, um, geologists work in a number of different realms within the scientific community. One of those aspects is as a cartographer. So as we all know, um, the study of geography is, is in the land and mainly in associated with maps. So cartographers are the individuals that make those maps. And as a geologist, I've had a formal training in cartography, in GIS work. And so um, I go out there in the field and I collect the data points and I work a field map and then we translate those that information to a computer and we build actual representations of what we see um, in maps for these specific agencies that we're working with. So the information that you are gathering and giving back to the government, what would they do with that information? Um, so the the information that we're gathering is it's contract specific. So depending on what 
what projects we're working on. Uh, I recently applied for a, uh, a contract where we'd be taking road imagery. So we would physically be traversing roads, trails, say hiking trails, UTV trails, um, for say the Forest Service to help. Um, and we'd be doing that with survey equipment. So we have actual GPS units that follow our tracks and our paths and we collect the data as we're moving and we talk about where the signs are posted. So we take a physical inventory of all the signs, a physical inventory of the roads and trails themselves. And then we say where there are hazards, if there are washouts so that they can have workers come in to fix fix those road claims that they see that are, that are failing. And we take all that information and we build um, a, a data set that we supply to them that they can use in real time to see what the road conditions are, where, what the trail conditions are, where maintenance needs to occur or where they want to expand their network in specific parts. So this one was specifically for a national park. Mm-hmm. They wanted to know all the trails in the national park um, and find out because they have systems of maps or they have allowable trails, but there's, as we all know, there's a lot of trails that people use that aren't necessarily on the maps. As well. Right. So they want to document how often those trails were being used as well. Interesting. Uh, yeah. So we're just trying to compile a lot of information in geospatial studies for the government so they can have a better representation of what their services are. Nice. And Giovanni, you are our state member that is serving with GEM Environmental. Can you talk to us a little bit about what you do on a day-to-day basis with them? What I do on a day-to-day basis at uh, Yavapai College is um, I set the foundations for GEM. We're trying to get our, uh, really set the groundwork there, really get our foot in the door and be able to help students, you know, to help them with, uh, go to these surveys, get these, this field experience as well, you know, as give them opportunities to, you know, uh, sign up and apply for internships and scholarships. Mm-hmm. So you help promote GEM Environmental? Yes, yeah, with the student body. Nice. So Giovanni has taken on the role as our first intern with GEM since we are a relatively new organization. Uh, Giovanni is our first intern, and that is through, of course, Arizona Serve and AmeriCorps. Um, he's, his technical title is campus liaison for Yavapai College, and we welcome him. He's been a great asset to the team, and Oh, thank you. Yeah, I appreciate being here. And how many different students um, have you been able to connect GEM Environmental with? Uh, currently, uh, just a handful as uh, we've been going through a lot of paperwork needed uh, at the school by college to uh, set uh, really cement ourselves there. Mm-hmm. Is there like a specific student in a certain area of study that you look towards mostly? Uh, yes, mostly uh, in uh geology students Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, we are going to set our sights towards the engineering students as well nice and then can you tell us a little bit about the history of gem environmental because it is headquartered here in prescott arizona and that is pretty unique if you could talk to us about how it kind of started out here well i myself am a lifelong resident of prescott Um, although i've had stints here and there in other states and cities um, i do call prescott my home and i went through school here uh, for my undergraduate and, and worked also uh, at Northern Arizona University as well. That's where I obtained my uh, my graduate degree. Uh, so, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> to keep that a thought. So it's um, because Prescott is home to me it, it, and our services are rel- relatively mobile since we as um, for our services with GEM plan to take on contracts throughout the Southwest, we can have our location wherever we want. Mm-hmm seems that since most of our 
corporate staff have our, their residences here in Prescott, which is better to just have everything here and everything that makes sense to everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I found that after I moved out to Prescott, I think that this is a really good location in terms of wanting to travel elsewhere. It's kind of like a good spot for that. And you said that, you know, you do contract work all over and you travel. Where else do you find your work? Uh, well, the current contract work that we're running through the Abandoned Mine Land program is throughout the Southwest. There's a number of state and federal agencies um, that work with the Office of Surface Mines, state programs, and the Bureau of Land Management, USDA. So they, um, in mainly some of the 11 of the Western states, Nevada, Utah, Colorado, Arizona, New Mexico, um, because of regulations, we probably work with California, and then possibly into Illinois and there. I guess that covers most of where we're looking through our work. Uh, anyways, throughout the Southwest. And so these AML programs, uh, say as in Arizona itself, usually work with the state mine inspector. And the work that they do, they're, they're assuming that there's still 100,000 unregistered abandoned mines in Arizona alone. And although our current work is in New Mexico, so for New Mexico, we have, our, through our organization, have recognized 16,000 abandoned mining, roughly 16,000 abandoned mining features. And they're still estimating that there's over 100,000 mines left in New Mexico. So we work with the contracts to that we go out there and uh, we take a mining district and we just do a like an overall sweep and survey of a mining district and slowly filter and put in the rest of the information of what we find out. And what exactly are you looking for in the mining district? Um, for those mining districts, it really depends on what the individual agency is asking for. Um, in most cases, they want to know um, if their records match what's actually on the ground. Well, just to clarify, um, what it kind of sounds like is all of these different government agencies get in contact with you and say, hey, we want you to go check out this either trail or mining area to see if whether or not the information that they have about that area is correct or maybe if there's other things that they want you to find and report back to them. Yes, and where Jim takes a unique turn in this line of work is that uh, we used to work as a, a consulting firm where we'd have a scientist working, uh, billing out at you know, $8 an hour to provide these services. And now what we're doing is we're having one scientific supervisor run, like, say, a team of interns. And the interns, we want to pay them pay them adequately for their work so that it's, they're also getting experience, but it is a paid position for them. So using that scientific, yeah, scientist that has the credentials um, necessary to provide that contract work, running a team of interns, and then getting those students uh, plenty of experience in the field on, on what they're working on. So then eventually, what do the students um, get out of that experience? Like, what kind of path do the, would they go into for the future? Okay, so a lot of the work that we're pushing to to do is to expose these students to new opportunities. Um, so as a student who has only had academic experience may not know what it actually takes to, to, to do the work in the field. So with our contract work, as we slowly gain more contracts and have the availability for more positions, we want to be able to have students who can see what, what it is. So if they want to be a biologist or a chemist, they can see what field positions are available um, so they can make a transition into a career opportunity. So if we're having contracts where we're doing wildlife studies, mm-hmm. we can have students who are interested in 
those services, um, doing the actual accounts and the physical inventory in the field, which is very similar work um, to what they might be doing, say, if they were a government scientist. So right. experience could help propel them right into uh, a pathways opportunity or a position at a, at a, a low GS position with the federal government itself. And what about um, somebody who's interested in maybe like environmental science? Is that something that would fit in with GEM? Um, it is a direction in which we're growing on. Um, some of our contract work, we do bring in um, environmental surveys. So one one way that we're looking at is for water resources. Um, I've got a hydrologist that I work at. We're trying to bring in a couple new uh, hydrology contracts within the state of Arizona where we're maybe doing monitoring of uh, heavy metals and such through some of our our riparian systems right here in in Prescott due to some of the industrial mining of the 20th century. Um, so it, as far as that goes, we're, I mean, we're, we're a very small nonprofit, but we are building our programs. And as we continue to grow, we hope to have a number of opportunities available for students in, in the, all the fields of our STEM studies. And now, obviously, with the work that Giovanni is doing, um, specifically with Yavapai College, are there any other uh, local colleges that you are interested in reaching out to, or is it kind of just starting out with Yavapai for right now? Right now, we're starting with Yavapai College, but of course, we'd love to expand, you know, not just uh, to Prescott College and, uh, you know, Embry-Riddle, of course, but to the local uh, high schools as well. Mm -hmm. I mean, we want uh, to give the opportunity for, you know, a high school student to, you know, sort of get a leg up for going before even starting college. I mean, that's a great opportunity. Mm -hmm. And um, sorry to step in on you, Giovanni, but um, so as far as us expanding over to other schools, we're trying to work with um, the high school, community college, graduate and undergrad, or sorry, undergraduate and graduate students. Um, so we want to incorporate all of those schools in a platform where they can work together to help each other succeed. Um, we're currently working on a program where we're getting uh, students working on their graduate thesis work to help um, as a way to help them pay for some of their research and as a way for them to help spread our platform. We're having them speak with the high school and community colleges so that they can show those students who have, say like high school students going through earth science, those classes are, are, are pretty meager. Um, you get almost no experience to what the actual field applications or work applications are for those sciences. So a lot of students are going to school, they can take a earth sciences class as mm -hmm. to, to, because they didn't feel like they were capable of taking chemistry or they didn't feel like they were capable of, of taking physics courses. So we want to show them that the actual applications of taking earth science classes is, are greater than they had thought. So we can show them the actual scientists providing the research and then have them through a presentation, have that ex research expressed to them in ways that they never saw. So that they can take those experiences and then become inspired to want to pursue a career in the STEM studies and then move forward throughout their academic career, possibly as a representative of GEM and or themselves as well. You're making these classes come alive is what it sounds like. Well, I'd like to think so. Uh, we've got a slow start so far. We've only had one presentation to date, but we're moving in this semester should be uh, quite a growth period for us. Awesome. Can you guys just talk to me a little bit about yourselves and, you know, how you guys ended up either here in Prescott um, with GEM specifically? I met Eric through our uh, uh, my uh, geology teacher at Yavapai College, uh, Dr. Beth Boyd, who happened to be his geology teacher when he was going to Yavapai College. So 
quite the coincidence there. And she really pushed me towards this uh, uh, this opportunity that he was uh, he was providing me with gems. You know, that she saw that there was a um, a lack of uh, sort of uh, field experience, uh, sort of general uh, knowledge of what it it takes to be a geologist that's presented in the classroom. I mean, we're given just like this, like set boxes of, of you know, of rocks, and it really takes it takes that out of you know context. You really need to be out in the field to understand the processes that actually happen. So that's something that that is very important to uh, understanding a, a geology, to actually and succeeding in geology to be able to understand the context and how everything takes to fits together. I think that for a lot of things that we study in college, there's only so much that you can learn from either a textbook or just sitting in the classroom and really getting out there and getting that actual real world experience with things is what makes you actually learn and what makes the the subject that you're learning exciting. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. field experience has been a growing uh, aspect of school these days. And uh, one of the things we're going to try to do, as Giovanni mentioned, work with Beth Boyd, uh, Geology funding for coursework across the state has has continually decreased over the last few years, and uh, as a result, the school itself would not be able to provide um, as many field opportunities as they had. Whereas Beth would take students out on uh, partial day or day long field trips and show them actual projects or research sites or or interesting rocks in which they were studying and learning on in the school, and because of that decrease in budget for geology they we're trying to step in as an organization and see if we can offer and offer those opportunities back to the schools um, fill the voids in which were left un, unheeded through their uh, the school itself and so for those purposes we're going to try to offer a number of uh, field trips for Yavapai College this year um, at which we're trying to also, also actually expand through some of our other, other services to some of the other schools. So not just for Yavapai College students, but students who are interested in learning more about uh, geology as a science. And you have to be a student in order to participate? We're unclear at this point. We're still in the formulation stages of some of this. Um, as far as um, where we're planning so far, uh, we're looking to offer that to students, our students who are actually enrolled in STEM programs. Um, however, uh, we, we, since we want to spread the word of a lot of the work that we do in STEM studies to people to gain interest into our fields, we're looking at reaching out and making those opportunities available um, to the community to forward them. And how can people uh, learn some more information if they're interested? Do you guys have a website? Yes, we do have a website. Uh, GemEnvironmental.org. You can go on there, and that's actually where you can actually go and apply for scholarships as well. It's all on the same page, and there's links there. And uh, all of our information about us, about who we are, what we do, all can be found on our website. Uh, yes, we do have all of our programs listed. We actually have quite a formative website in itself. Um, some of our programs, the descriptions on the website are, are a little limited. And again, that is www.gemenvironmental.org. Our, our programs we are currently working on field experience and programs which um, are offered at North Point Expeditionary Learning Academy and Yampai College currently. And then we have scholarship opportunities available. And we just revamped our whole scholarship page. So we have five opportunities uh, in the works, two which are currently available. Those are 
uh, cash awards to undergraduate and graduate students through Matthew Christopher, and uh, on our scholarship for the winter. Um, and then we also have our internships, which we will have position openings coming within the next few months for our summer internship program. Yeah, and I know that you guys participate or have your own organizational events, um, and so people can maybe come and meet you guys, and you know you can talk about the fabulous things that you do over at GEM. What are some of your upcoming events that you have? Arizona Gives Day uh, is on April 2nd. And basically it's a forum for nonprofits to come together and you know enlist donations uh, very much in the similar way as Giving Tuesday. So we're, we're, we're looking to enlist some donations and sponsorships for our programs through this AZ Gives Day event. Um, it's a large scale funding event where people throughout the state of Arizona are encouraged to donate to a number of different charities. Um, uh, charities big and small are all involved in this day and, and we look forward to have a, have a pretty good day. We've been preparing for it pretty heavily and we're working on actually gaining some sponsorships and some matching events for this so that we can have nice. every dollar donated we can, we can compound two or three times. So what sets you guys apart from the other nonprofits that will be there at the Arizona Gives Day is that the donations that you guys will receive will go back to being able to put on these field trips, which unfortunately these students uh, can't really get anywhere else is what I'm hearing. Uh, yes, actually, we're the money that we're looking to raise, donations do actually in fact go 100% to our program. Since most of our our administration and fundraising fees are covered through our contract work. We um, we have the availability to pay for ourselves through our contract work, which means that when we receive donations in, those donations go, in fact, 100% to the services in which you guys employ. Um, what we're looking for for the programs that we're uh, fundraising for are the ability to bring more students out in the field and have a larger impact on our local community to spread the word of our services and the availability of, of growing industry within STEM careers. And so by getting even more students involved with GEM and getting more students out into the field, that is then in turn helping perhaps maybe the trails or the mines and all of that research. So it's just continuously helping all these different areas of work. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, the, uh, yeah it helps the entire scientific community because it's actually you know better preparing students who are going into these fields. I mean, it gives you know, much more confidence knowing that you know, uh, these new scientists uh, are better prepared from the beginning. And then because of the contracts that we work on, we've been getting to meet a number of high-level government officials. So one of the other things that we're looking at is when we actually have internships rolling through GEM, we want to become a source of recruitment, not just for government agencies or state agencies, but for the private industry as well. So as we're providing our work and our services, we want to have a, a name for ourselves of providing a quality intern or somebody who's well-trained and qualified for the position at which they're applying. So when the name Gem Environmental is seen as a work experience on a resume, uh, it in fact becomes a, 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 something that helps build a resume. Awesome. What are um, other ways that other organizations can either help sponsor events for you or even donate? So we have um, a number of different ways to donate. On our website, um, 
we have donation page available through DonorBox and of course PayPal. There's a number of different ways listed that you can donate there on our website. We also have different sponsorship forums and at each sponsorship level as the number increases, there's an um, added value benefit for the sponsor. Um, so sponsorships is not just a level of donation, but as well as us placing your logo on our website and our, our correspondence, our newsletters, our vehicles as we travel across state lines doing the work that we do in order to not just recognize the work that we do or the value that we place in our STEM, STEM careers, but also on our community partners that help us get to where we're at. Wonderful. And now, Eric, because you are behind the scenes um, of GEM Environmental, obviously you're going to talk how great your organization is, but Giovanni, um, from the student's perspective and someone who has the opportunity to be able to actually go out into the field with GEM, um, what is that like for you? Well, it's actually pretty awesome. I mean, I, I, to be honest, I never thought I had the opportunity to actually do this until I graduated, like, okay, surveys, uh, going into the field, I'll probably do a little bit of, uh, of an undergrad, but not that much. And just the fact that as a uh, two-year university student that I, I get to do this is pretty awesome. It's very exciting. I would imagine a lot more exciting than the classroom. <laughs> yes, of course. And to comp compound that experience with the backing of uh, recognized nonprofits such as AmeriCorps and Arizona Serve behind him within his, his role with Jim as well. And then how did Jim and Arizona Serve get involved with one another? If you could talk about the story of how that partnership developed. Well, working in the, in the line of work that we do, we're looking to spread our, spread our mission to all of our local schools. And uh, one of the local schools where we have placed high interest is Presley College. Presley College is also the location of Arizona Serve. And it, as we got to meet representatives of Arizona Serve, it just became fitting that uh, we try to work together to build our program and also work with them to help build their program as well. Right, and we are happy to help build. <laughs> um, was there anything else that you guys wanted to talk about today? One of the other things we've been working on as a part of Giovanni's placement with Jim is building a community representation and forum for students to, to work together and collaborate. And our, or what we're calling the STEM Success Club, um, and I'll let Giovanni talk a little bit about that as well. We're, we're building a forum where we can have students, not just at Yavapai College, but of students of, from our local high schools, homeschoolers, uh, universities, Prescott College, Emory-Riddle um, as well, where they can come together to um, divest their efforts into finding new opportunities for themselves, as well as that program be, or being reinforced by GEM programs where we're planning on well, we're planning on bringing speakers and taking them on field trips as well. And so I'll let Giovanni speak about that a little bit. So um, just like Eric said, yes, uh, um, yeah, STEM Success Club is basically just a, a community uh, for students who are interested in, um, you know, a STEM-related field. You know, just a way for them to not only benefit from GEM Environmental, but benefit from each other, you know, help each other out, you know, of, can we get together and do study groups or who can we contact to come and speak with us and, you know, tell us what it's really like to be an engineer uh, or what it's like to, you know, go out and do these surveys. So it's a, it's a really, it's a, uh, a pool for uh, coming together and just mixing ideas and growing from that. So it sounds like it's like a STEM cohort of people within the community. 
Right, and those students being backed up by local professionals, the services of Jim and and their professors all working together to, to build upon those experiences. Um, it's, a, it's a pretty good opportunity, and we're looking forward very much to the growth of our STEM Success Club and benefiting the local students here. That's In addition to being you know, a, a pool for growth, uh, STEM Success Club, it, I envision it to be uh, sort of a uh, megaphone as for students' voices. Uh, what is it that we students, what do we need? It, mm -hmm. This is what uh, I would like uh, STEM Success to do as well, to you know, really voice out, be like to the administration at school, different schools, what will we need, uh, where we want to go. Right, and having that cohort of people within the community, um, you never know. Maybe a student is asking for something that another student actually does have access to, and then they can share that information you know, across the board. Yes, an overall sounding board for students to work together and build upon ideas. That's, that's what we're looking at for our STEM Success Club. Well, that sounds awesome. Um, also, if, if you get a mind to, we've got a new blog series running on our website. Where we're, oh, wow. Actually, starting to post some more scientific aspects of things, some articles from other organizations, some articles that we build upon ourselves. But uh, my favorite are STEM scholarship success spotlights. So the students that benefit from our programs and which receive have, have received scholarships from us, um, they put together with our public relations director. They put together uh, article pieces talking about them, their work, and the passion that drives them you know, keep moving on to a STEM career. And so it's always pretty exciting to see with every new post, the students, their progress and, and how they keep making it in the real world. Yeah, we have a blog for Arizona Serve as well. And most of our blog posts are just um, stories of service from our current members. And they talk about the work that they're doing. And we utilize that as a marketing tool to encourage people to look into Arizona Serve. And something that we also do is we try to get some stories from our AmeriCorps alumni and see the paths that they chose after you know finishing up with their year of service and i think that's also something that helps you know you can be a part of our organization and it can also lead you to this path right that's the same thing we're looking at doing as far as enlisting enlisting new inspiration and new recruits of people that that see those stories they become inspired and then they want to figure out what gem can do for them as well so a, a thing that we're, be, we've been doing i keep talking about providing lectures in schools. Um, we have been working with graduate students to, to provide these lectures based on the research that we're doing, but we're also looking for people from the community who would like to get involved, people who have degrees or advanced degrees in scientific fields, who have worked in scientific research labs or in the field, who have a number of experiences. We're hoping that we can find these individuals and that we can connect with them who are so that they'd be willing to become come in and lecture for us. Uh, we have, as a part of our website, a tab for volunteer lectures. If you are interested, you can go ahead and fill out the, the survey there. Um, and then a representative of Jim will contact you. Uh, we're hoping that we can build, build upon the programs that we have and spread as, as much knowledge as we can. And we're not going to be able to do that without representatives from our community or in the industrial representatives. So calling all STEM professionals. Yeah, retired professionals, current professionals, teachers, professors. Yeah, we'd, we'd like your input. Uh, feel free to give us some contact. And that can be found at your, on your website. Under our programs tab, there is a section listed for volunteer lecturers in which 
um, a survey will get you in contact with our administration. Is there also a phone number that someone could call? Yes, feel free to call at any time. The telephone number is 928-910-2001. And don't forget to follow us, follow us on Instagram. And what is your Instagram? I believe it's at Gem Environ. Gem Environon. So environmental, but without the mental. <laughs> um, I, on Facebook, you can search us as at Gem Environmental. I think Twitter ends at the end, so Gem Environ. All right. Well, Sarah, I want to thank you for your, your time. I appreciate you uh, giving us this form. Yeah, thanks, Sarah, for having us on board. Well, thank you for joining me today. It's been really insightful learning more about what your organization does. And yeah, to all of those who may be interested in getting involved with GEM Environmental, you know how to contact them. Yeah, look us up, GEM Environmental at www.gemenvironmental.com. Feel free to give us a call. Check our website, 928-910-2001. All right. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to This AmeriCorps Life, produced by Arizona Serve of Prescott College. Find out more at arizonaserve.org and at prescott.edu.